All righty. Well, you know, we picked a great night to record poolside. Um, yeah, it's only uh, 58, maybe 59. Yeah, around 60 degrees. I don't do well in the cold, but overnight low of 48. I'm like, great. That sounds like a perfect night to, you know, sit around. I wonder if they can hear the splashing that's going on out there with the, with the jets. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think it may be a little soothing, calming. Could be soothing. Might need a little soothing after this past weekend, even though it turned out great at the end. Anyway, man, let's uh, let's get to the show. Welcome to To The Top Talk. Greetings and salutations, everyone, and welcome to another episode of To The Top Talk, brought to you by our good friends at 4th Street Bar and Grill. We're recording this on April the 24th from beautiful Hattiesburg, Mississippi, like almost West Hattiesburg, but kind of in the middle. Anyway, uh, here as always with your break from the High Resource 5 propaganda to talk a little Southern Miss athletics. I am your host, Jason Bailey. Joining me now, the one and only, from his house, Patrick Lowry. Welcome to the crib, man. Sitting outside. Uh, it's a beautiful night. Pool jets are going. We're kind of sitting underneath the uh, floodlights here. It's uh, it's cozy. We're in the Pilo Studio. Pilo Studio. I like it. Um, don't forget this episode is brought to you by our good friends at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Always the place to be pre and post game for every USM sporting event. They have all the games on if you can't make it to the game. $9.95 plate lunches Monday through Friday. Home style plate lunches. Uh, and remember to tag us on social and let them know that you are there because you heard it on the show. And and also, uh, I hit up Slade earlier, asked him if they had anything special going on this week, and, and they kind of do. Um, he wanted me to mention that Tuesday, USM Baseball, of course, will be shown on TV. And it's Service Industry Night, which is always a big night there. And on top of that, there's a spelling bee contest. Nice. Uh, I could actually participate. And so if I could stay up late enough to go participate in that, I could do it. Um, Wednesday night, USM Baseball, even though we have the game at the Pete that night, hit them up before, hit them up after. They'll be ready for you. It's the closest bar to Pete Taylor Park. Then Friday through Sunday, pre- and post-game for every USM uh, home game. So don't forget to go by there and see our good friends at 4th Street. So what happened since the last time we recorded? Well, I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing about it, but we finally played (laughs) the To The Top Talk tour. (laughs) Event, uh, it, it went off without a hitch, I think. Um, baseball and softball saw plenty of action and, and had a couple of big wins for each of those squads. The home football game dates were announced. We will talk about those a little bit. And Southern Miss Golf just began the Sun Belt Championships up in Madison at Annandale uh, today. I actually got to watch a little bit of that on ESPN Plus. So yeah. So you know what? Good too. Yeah, yeah, looking great, looking great. Um, but but I thought we 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 mentioned the golf thing, and I thought mm-hmm. we'd start off the show with the audio. We collected a little bit of audio. I think Chad and I did, and um, and we will uh, let you hear all about it right here. All right, getting ready to tee off day two. Um, sitting here with a couple golfers. We're in the second group today. Um, Keith and Jake, uh, so what do you guys think about the tournament so far? Wonderful tournament. Uh, 
Couldn't be more thankful for the nice weather we've gotten. Uh, great crew out here as always. Awesome. Jake, first time playing in the, in the event, I think? Yeah, first time playing, and uh, it's it's well organized. It's uh, We're having a good time. It was great meeting the uh, the golf coaches yesterday and some of the players and uh, getting to see them swing, and, and we're looking forward to a nice day today and uh, also looking forward to uh, to, to watching them uh, do well in the conference championship uh, yeah. this upcoming week. Sure thing. Well, Keith Carver and Jake Wilson, you're on Team Black. I am captain of Team Black, so we need a point today. Counting on you guys, all right? We got you. We got you. Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. So the team that we'll be playing today, Doug Bernard and Hal Knight, they got us by a stroke yesterday, but Doug is on the practice screen, just told me he has a secret weapon. So right. what's that all about? Well, I have a putter, a new putter that um, I actually haven't played with it, but I've been putting with it, so I feel pretty good. Yesterday, I didn't putt very well, so I had to bring the, this is what I feel is a secret weapon. We're gonna make it happen today. Yeah, well, that's what, that's what you need to do, is yeah. change up your clubs, you know, use it the first time ever, so. Yeah. All right. Plan. Yep, to the top. All right, probably the player of the day yesterday, Mr. Matt Riles, offensive lineman in Southern Miss. Uh, first of all, man, your first time playing in this event. Uh, what'd you think? It was awesome. I had a great time. He already won one of the gift cards we're giving away. Today we have six of those things out there because I forgot to put them all out yesterday, which doesn't say much about me, but it does say a little bit that we're getting it on the second day. But uh, what do you guys – Um, so you're playing with uh, with Nathan Heron. Yeah. So you got a point for the gold team yesterday. Uh, you have any strategy involved in today's game? Hit it straight. That's all, that's all I can say is hit it straight. Awesome. I struggled yesterday with that. Yeah. Well, man, good luck and Southern Miss to the top. All right, ran into another golfer getting ready to tee off. Uh, my group's about to go, but we ran into Roger Dickens all the way from Denver, Colorado. So, first of all, dude, thanks for coming. That's quite the trip across the country. We've loved it. This is two years in a row. Love coming. It's fun. This is a great event. So, I'm counting on you guys to get a team, uh, get a point for Team Black today. But speaking of Team Black, uh, I saw a picture of your toe earlier. What in the world happened? It's purple and black. Uh, woke up and uh, cooked some uh, eggs and sausage and uh, had, uh, had that in one hand and an orange juice in the other and walked right into a golf bag. Just kicked the golf bag. Next thing you know, it's purple. Well, well, I'll tell you what. If you guys do get the point today, and I guess you just got to break more toes more often. Absolutely. That's the, that's the lesson to be learned is uh, broken toes equals good golf scores. <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate it. And Southern Miss. To the top. Okay, welcome back to the show. That was, in essence, your voicemail segment. But about that voicemail, look, keep them coming. Quit slacking. Pick up your phone and let it rip. Need some voicemails coming in. But, Pilo, uh, we heard all of those takes and all those little miniature interviews right. from the tournament. Um, this was your second year in it. Just your thoughts on the on the weekend. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was great. Uh, Friday looked a little, I guess, antsy with the weather, but it ended up, like, sprinkling for maybe, like, 20 minutes or while we were kind of hitting on the range while the first couple of groups went off, and then it ended up being perfect. And... Saturday, I know if you were anywhere around Hattiesburg, it was absolutely gorgeous. So, great weather, good times, uh, a lot of laughs, and uh, I think we'll get back, we'll get into more of it down a little bit. We'll probably dive a little deeper into thoughts on the tournament, but I thought it was great. Uh, 
hit plenty of good ones or I hit plenty of bad ones, let me say that. Uh, but, but you hit every single one of them. Yeah, but I hit them all <laughs> and uh, had to had to get a little uh, cortisone shot after Friday's round. Uh, shout out T-Row. Uh, but felt great Saturday, hit the ball a lot better. So, uh, yeah, it was a great time. So what you're saying is you're sore and you're old. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I am too. I tell you what, I tell you how, how old I am, or how, and I do have a torn rotator, which has been diagnosed, and I'm just can't find the time to go have that surgery. It's like so much. It's such a an ordeal. It's like, hey, right. you can do it, and you'll be back playing golf in like six months or something. So you got to kind of carve out like let's say four to six months, but I'm a little bit older, so maybe that turns into seven months. When do you get that kind of thing done? Oh, you know, uh, so it's 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 not the easiest, but tonight. So I'm at Jack's game, and we lost by one run, man. Oh. I mean, I'm talking about we're, a, I mean, I'm in a half step, like three inches away from touching first base to get the third out uh, on a force out at first as the winning run was touching the plate. Oh, and man. I kind of wanted to argue, but he was safe. So, um, But the good thing is that same exact team beat us the first game of the year by like 20. So we're making progress. But anyway. So I'm out, and I'm on the field, and I'm wheeling guys around, right? We're trying to score, we're trying to yeah. score. And that's when I noticed that my shoulder was hurting really bad. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess it's good that my shoulder's hurting because we're wheeling them so much. But yeah. Um, anyway, man, yeah, it, uh, I thought the tournament went great. Raised a lot of money this year. Yeah. I want to say the first year was around 700 bucks that we raised for the men's and women's golf team. And that was just thrown together by me and Chad at kind of the very last minute. And we did, you know, we, we got something. I, I couldn't believe we got that much. Uh, last year was, I think, right at 2000. And this year I haven't seen the final tally, but I know we were tallying it up, and it's over $3,000 this year yep, we raised. Yep, so 3100 and something. That's, uh, that's, 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 really, that's, that's really incredible. And every, you know, every penny of that goes to the golf teams. And the way budgets work, lots of money goes to football. Right. And then, you know, some more money goes to probably, I guess, basketball would be next, and then baseball, and then you start getting out of line. You're going softball, you're getting into golf, and, you know, the, Track the, and field. the Olympic sports. Yeah. Yeah. So they need all that they can get. Some of the golfers came out. So uh, Bennett and Walker came out from the guys' team, and JC came out from the girls' team. Lucy also participated. So the deal is when you get to a par three on the Friday round, you have a two-man team versus a two-man team when you get to the tee box. But once you're on the tee box, you all of a sudden have a three-man team, and they dressed up in the black and the gold. Yeah, they did. You know? they did a good so, job. so when you when you got to the tee box, if you're on team black, well, the guy or the girl wearing black was your teammate. You had a three-man team for that hole. And um, getting to interact with them and, and honestly trying to pick up some tips <laughs> after watching them swing yeah. Yeah. Um, was, was just really great. Competitive golf is really fun. I don't know about you. Uh, I know you're a big golfer. You've played more golf than I have competitively. But even though this tournament is like there's nothing on the line at all, right. but all of a sudden, you know, also kind of everything on the line. Yeah. <laughs> that four footer still means something, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, very competitive day one. Day two is extremely competitive. I mean, you're, we were down uh, to 16th, 17th hole. You're sweating it out. You know, it's. It's crazy. I can't imagine doing that for millions of dollars on the line. Uh, when we were playing for nothing, and you just have nerves over a putt. Right. So, yeah. What a concept. And so we're going to have to give Chad one more shout-out. Uh, yep. uh, and he, he just deserves every bit of it. Uh, Chad Diggins, biggest heart of anybody that I know. I think he's just tireless. 
with his efforts of, of helping out the golf team. Uh, the day after the tournament, he already he texted the little group we have. Yep. He's like, hey, I got a new sponsor for next year. The day after. <laughs> 364 <laughs> days away. You know? Um, it, but speaking of tournaments, so after day one, the gold team, captained up by Chad, was leading four and a half to three and a half points. And we made some adjustments that night. Yep. Uh, and it worked out. The black team came back and tied it up. After day two, it, it, it gets it, – it, the thing was so – tight of a race it came down to literally the last putt so it's tied up eight points apiece and we're like what are we going to do to you know for the tiebreaker we had kind of talked about if it happened but it's, it hadn't happened it's third year it hadn't happened yet so well it happens so what we did was we picked four putters from each team and we had a eight foot putt to qualify to hit a really long putt so then two team two players from gold made the putt Two, te- two players from black made the putt. So then we had like a 60-foot putt, breaking like three different ways. And it was the close to the hole one. Right. And gold won by like a foot. <laughs> so, so Chad three-peated. And, uh, but it, it, was, it, was, it was great. It, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Um, it's such a nightmare to put together. And I do very little. I can't imagine how, you know, what, what, what Chad's nerves are like towards the end of that. But, but it was great, man. Raised a bunch of money. And at this point, I think we would like to thank all of our sponsors one more time. Pilo, in your best master's voice, you want to lead us off here? Yeah, we have uh, Now on the T, uh, Prestige Insurance, and Jason Baker. Uh, if you're looking for some insurance, call them at 601-307-3314. Brian's Vendworks. Micro, mar- mic- micro Markets and Coffee, located in Collins, Mississippi. If you're in the market for coffee and micro markets and you're around Collins, that's your guy. Call him at 601 641 4195. The Jellyfish Restaurant and Bar, located in Perke- oh, Perdido Key, Florida. Moses Menswear, locally owned since 1920. Gulfport, Mississippi. Emerald Shore Adventures Fishing Charter, Perdido Key, Florida. Give them a call, 850-291-8330. Anyone, anywhere, anytime with Marshant Kenny. You can listen to this show as a podcast. You can watch this show as a YouTube. You can do just about anything you want. Listen to the soothing sounds of Marshant Kenny as he runs through the days of yore the Golden Eagle Faithful. Motto Mortgage. For all of your mortgage needs. There we go. Go see Motto Mortgage. Born Brothers Printing. Established in 1982 in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Mr. Donnie's there. I would go in and just ask for him by name. Tell him you heard about it on To The Top Talk. Kinetic Staffing. Jackson, Mississippi. A top legal and professional staffing agency for all your staffing needs. Whatever staffing you need done, they can staff it right up. Glory Bound Restaurant and Bar. Our good buddy Will Taylor, owner and operator, former USM golfer himself. If you're ever on a golf course and he wants to press you when he's down three, don't do it. Don't do it. He's a good player. And last but not least, Slade White, owner and operator of Fourth Street Bar and Grill and Sidelines Bar and Grill. Not 
a former USM golfer. No, definitely not. Definitely not a former USM golfer. Okay. I really hope we find some music to go up under that. Or it's just going to sound horrible. (laughs) I love it. Flying by the seat of our pants. Hey, man, before we get to uh, to, uh, baseball, we've got a lot of baseball that happens this week, but... Uh, Southern Miss football does have a little bit of news. Not only is the draft coming up this week, is it this weekend? The draft's coming up this weekend? I think so, yeah. So, and, you know, Jason Brownlee, of course, is hopeful there. But Southern Miss football had some announcements as far as home and away dates, and you have some interesting facts behind those away dates at least. So you want to take us through the home and away slate? Yeah, I'll do it. So, um Announced recently home games, we have, uh, we'll run through the home games and then we're going to uh, go through the away games. So it will be a little out of order, but uh, there is a reason. Uh, September 2nd, we're going to kick off the season with Alcorn State at home, uh, followed up two weeks later with Tulane at September 16th. Uh, rounding out the third game in September, September 30th, uh, we'll play Texas State. October 7th, Probably going to be homecoming if I had to imagine. Got to be. Uh, Old Dominion on October 7th. Uh, so that'll be the only game at the Rock in October. Uh, November the 4th, we'll host ULM on November 4th. And a couple weeks away, and we'll be back at the Rock November 25th with Troy. So that kind of wraps up the homestand. Uh, and I wanted to throw out there, too, the away game. So, um, And what I did, did a little research this afternoon, kind of looking at the away games and the beauty of uh, the Sunbelt Conference, I added just the mileage in there just to kind of give people a kind of roundabout of how close we are really with all of this the, the season or with the schedule this year. So uh, after that Alcorn State game, September 9th, we go to Florida State. And that's 340 miles from Hattiesburg. So all of these distances are from Hattiesburg. Uh, September 23rd, we're at Arkansas State, which is 366 miles, which I thought in my mind was a lot farther than sure. getting to Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's you know 26 miles different. It's way smellier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not quite. Maybe not quite the destination. Well, although Tallahassee is really not either. Um, October 17th, down to our friends at South Owl, and that's only 87 miles away. Uh, campus to campus. Uh, October 28th, we go to App State, so probably the only plane trip that will make this season, 646 miles up to Boone, North Carolina, to play the Battle of the Dwayne Johnson uh, mm, to see yeah, who can really mm-hmm. call their stadium the Rock. In October. What? Oh, PTSD. <laughs> PTSD. Too many Rocktober graphics. Uh, November 9th, uh, we travel to uh, Louisiana to play Louisiana Lafayette. Uh, 223 miles and finish the season uh, up at our friends in Startville uh, at Muyu, 180 miles. Interesting. The week uh, before the Egg Bowl. You know what's interesting? Well, that's a storyline. The yeah. week before the Egg Bowl. Yeah. But but these but these dates this September. You know, I kind of like when we start off. I don't like doing back to back weekends at the Rock. Yep. It's a lot of work. It is. And it's usually really hot. Yep. I need to do a game and then sit a game and then do a game. It's like load management for tailgating. Yeah. Is what it is. So that's September second, and then you skip one and you go September sixteenth at home. Then you skip another one and go September 30th. That's perfect. Yeah. That is absolutely perfect. Um, and But then then October, like you said, the only game in the month of October, you basically made a, you waited an entire month from October 7th to November 4th 
in between home games. Well, we do have that South Alabama game, which I hope which is the entire pretty you know, close. It's Tuesday it's night. Point. It's a good point. It's a Tuesday, but I hope we have tons of fans. So that that could be a home game for us as well. No doubt. Um, and you know, I also. I, I, you know, we talk about these football games, and you can have midweeks in football, and and I think we, we have a couple of those, but that's one thing. But I wanted to talk about midweeks with baseball. Mm-hmm. And it's a hot topic this year. Well, it's God, we we yeah. It, it, I, I think you, it really comes down to two mindsets. Mm-hmm. One, win at all costs. Throw your best. After all, it's a bullpen day for a weekend guy, right? Don't give any position guys the day off ever. Send your best catcher out there to catch all nine, ten, eleven, twelve, however many innings it takes. Um, just like like that's that's the one mindset. Or the, the the second mindset is you know get those young arms some reps. Try to win the game, obviously, but just understand that it's secondary to be completely healthy for the conference set coming up. Sometimes your hand is forced into one of these mindsets. Um, our last two midweeks, both losses were to Bama and Tech. Bama struggles in SEC play but has a really high RPI, so it benefits them more to be successful in midweeks, especially against people like us with also high RPIs. And Tech's season didn't go in as planned. They have a really low RPI and probably won't win CUSA. So midweeks obviously mean more to them as well. So, you know, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this and maybe a little back and forth. I don't know what you feel about it, but I don't know what the answer is, but it's not, it's not that Sutter Miss isn't trying to win these things, but um, everything that I just laid out is absolutely true, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, um, so, so, I mean, what do you do? You know, I was probably on your uh, strategy one of you know we got to win everything, we got to go out there, we got to compete. It's a game. It's important. We got to get to forty wins. Um, and then we did that research, or Stat Guy did that research on all these teams and their midweek records in the top twenty-five, right? Uh-huh. And once I saw those numbers, I'm thinking, wait a minute, uh, we're not the only people that's not doing, you know, as well as we could this season. And I'm wondering, is that strategy? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I see both sides of it. I mean, as a USM fan, you don't you don't want to just say we're gonna we're not gonna go out there and give it our best. Uh, but at the same time, like it's kind of smart to play the long game, uh, to think about the end of the season and potentially because I mean, what you're doing really the entire season is positioning yourself for postseason play, right? I mean, look at Ole Miss last year. Uh, not the best years. Their fans were probably frustrated. 85% of the season, right? And then the last couple of weeks of the season happen, and all of that's lost. So, um, they actually canceled some midweeks <laughs> right, to do that. Right. You know, yeah. that. So, so, so that kind of leads us to our, our, our poll question from last week. And this is how it turned out. Um, I just said you know, your thoughts on midweeks. And I gave the, the, the answers that you could choose from were love them, hate them, Necessary for scheduling, or only before conference starts, which is kind of where I voted. <laughs> I was in that last one. Like I don't mind them. Let's do them early. Yeah, I think even, that's what even, I put even, too, even kind of double up on them. Yeah, 
um, just towards the end, especially this week. We got two of them this week. Damn. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. this we is We just like traveled the, the to one of our time. longest road games. We come back, one day of rest, or two days of rest, I guess. Then, then two, 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 two yeah. games. Right. Uh, and so, another homestand. So. so the way the percentages worked out, um, love them, got 15% of the vote, hate them, 18%. Uh, necessary for scheduling, got 55%. And only before conference starts, 12%. So everybody thinks they're kind of necessary for scheduling. And it's not like I don't agree with that. you got to have around 60 games. Um, and if you're not going to have four game sets in conference, then that's the way that you get all your games. Although... I don't mind that four-game thing. I thought it was kind of weird when we did it, you know, with, with the COVID in Conference USA that, that right. very next year. But at this point, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the answer is either, but I, I know that it's, it's hard to do both. Unless you're just I – mean, and, and everybody loses, right? Like half of the top ten, I think, got beat in, in their midweeks or right. last week. So yep. Yep. what do you do? But – that's why we got 40 in charge. That's why he makes the big bucks. Absolutely. That's why me and you are doing a podcast next to a pool in the middle of the winter. It's awesome. <laughs> it feels great out here. <laughs> so about that series at Coastal Carolina, number eight was their highest ranking that I found uh, at Coastal Carolina. Uh, you know, so we go into this series uh, against the top ten ranked team, no matter what rankings you look at, uh, without your Saturday guy. And a big, huge question mark for Sunday. It was just TBA until Saturday night sometime. Mm-hmm. Not ideal. Fill us in, Patrick, on what happened in game one. Yeah. Um, so, game one, we lost this one 15-7. Um, started out strong, had a 2-0 lead. Coastal kind of goes off, uh, scoring three in the third and fourth. Six in the sixth and three in the eighth. Uh, Southern Miss did not quit. Uh, showed some fight and scored four in the top of the eighth. So seven on a Friday with Tanner on the mound sounds pretty good, mm-hmm. but uh, not that night um, when they put up two touchdowns. Uh, Eagles got on the board quick with a sergeant bomb in the first. Uh, Ewing hit a homer in the sixth, so you're, like, you're feeling pretty good. You know, sergeant's rolling, Ewing's hitting. Sure. Uh, Eagles had some big hits, but pitching didn't uh, fare so well. Tanner Hall only goes three in the third. Or three, or three innings pitch, four hits, uh, five earned, seven walks, three Ks. Uh, there was a ball hit back up the middle that Tanner uh, hit him in the leg and had to had to have affected him. You know, it, it didn't really seem the same after that. Uh, Coastal lit it up, and Eagle pitchers with 16 hit, three dingers. Uh, Dustin Dickerson goes two for five, extending his hitting streak to 15 games. But yeah, I mean. Uh, Tough one, you know. We were I that guess, ball off the leg had to have been a big deal. Yeah. It just had to have, you know. And, and and we were tied up with golf stuff all weekend, but yeah. but going back and watching it, it looked to me like he was just trying to gut it out a little bit, and didn't have his stuff. And he's seven walks. Good night. That's yeah. just not Tanner like whatsoever. So it's kind of that's that's really two games in a row. But yeah, you're right, man. You mentioned that you get seven runs with Tanner on the mound. Yeah, I don't care who you're playing. That's like an automatic win the last yeah. couple seasons. Right. So so a lot of this season a lot of this series went like that. Just none of it made sense. Um game 2 Well, if you thought game 1 went sideways, then you probably don't want to listen to how this one went. Uh the final score of 20 to 7. Uh Coastal scores 5 in the first, 8 in the second. So literally right off the bat is 13 to nothing through 2. 
And, you know, uh, I think everybody just started flipping off their radios. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I kept mine on. Uh, we were out on the golf course. I, I kept it on, and, and I, I kept it on for just a little while longer, hoping that we would just make some sort of run. Uh, and, and we ended up scoring some runs, right? And it was at one point it was twelve to seven, and I think it was Wilkes that hit a bomb right down the right field line, a few feet foul that would have made it twelve to ten, and then. That you know, that's it's an entirely new ball game at that point. Right. Um, can't really blame a whole lot on the offense. First two games, got 14 hits and scored seven, uh, and this one too, which wasn't enough. And as good as Billy Oldham looked last weekend, he looked that bad this weekend. I think he'll probably bounce back from that, uh, but but it's probably his worst start of his career. I would say. I, I don't know how. I mean, he's such a good player. Yeah. Uh, just came you know, off the the national championship of the Eastern Connecticut and he's all everything. So he goes one inning pitched six hits, 10 runs, 10 earned one K two walks. It's, it was, it was like, you know, it's, it's what I hope happens every single time I I'm doing coach pitch to Jack's team. <laughs> I hope that I get lit up like Billy Oldham did every single solitary week. Right. Um, but, but anyway, man, yeah, they, the, the Eagles did kind of make a, a push to, to get right back in it, but uh, right after that, Coastal scores seven more. <laughs> it was completely over. Um, the top three guys in the order were, were were pretty productive for the Eagles. They went collectively eight of 15, so that's Etzel going three for five, uh, Dickerson with two for five, Wilkes three for five, Peto got it going a little bit, two for four, three RBI. See, you see what I'm saying about how weird this series is? All of that stuff I just read, you're like, wow, that's on a Saturday? All the really good players that you need to like do really good stuff. Yep, did it. Yeah, and we got hammered. Yeah, you know. So that's what we've been saying for the last couple of weeks. If we could just get this guy going, well, they did it. And yeah, and, and, and in a game where you give up twenty, it's really hard to find highlights for pitchers. But I thought Chase Adams looked great. Uh, three and a third, three hits, two runs, uh, two walks, and five Ks. And Dickerson extended his hitting streak to sixteen games. And that brings us to game number three. Yeah, so, um, you know, after those two, uh, game three, you really have to kind of dig deep and kind of see what you're made of uh, after two losses like that. So the Golden Eagles win this one and did so convincingly, 15-7. to seven. So right out of the gate, score four in the first. Etzel with a leadoff bomb. The ball was smoked. Yeah, doing his uh, best Ricky Henderson. Three more runs courtesy of Ewing single and a Peto double. Coastal tied it up in the fourth, scoring four of their own. They take the lead with a big three-run fifth, and I think most of the Golden Eagle Nation was kind of like, okay, here we go again. Uh, uh, we, you know, we, we scored, kind of settled in, scored two in the sixth off a of Reese Ewing home run to pull within a run. It kind of stayed that way until the seventh, and Southern Miss goes off for five in the eighth and four in the ninth to put it out of reach. So uh, 13 hits on the day for the Eagles. Etzel goes three for six with a home run. Wilkes two for five with a home run that still has not landed. Uh, Ewing two for five with a homer. Parker didn't start, but went two for three with a double and a home run. Um, Dickerson's hitting streak comes to an end, but I think he'll make that trade any any, any day with a uh, win uh, instead of another game hit streak. Armistead started, looked good. Three innings pitched, four hits, four runs, one earned, five Ks. Uh, Maza, 
throws two innings, one walk, one K, uh, no runs, and then Storm comes in. And I don't know if it was just the camera angle or maybe I just haven't seen Storm throw that much on the broadcast and just see him more at the peak from 420 feet. But he looked massive on that mound. <laughs> I don't know if it was just the way that dude. they were like zoomed in, but it was like he took up the entire frame of the TV. <laughs> uh, and so that's got to be intimidating. Uh, anyway, he closed it out, gets the win, uh, two and a third, one hit, one walk, four Ks. Uh, Coastal ran through three, uh, six pitchers. Didn't matter. Eagles were on a mission. And uh, got one of three from a top ten team in the nation on the road with a dud of a start from your All-American and no Saturday guy. That's coaching and grit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just showed a lot of fight. And I think Sutton tweeted out something to that effect. He's like, "That's exactly the response that he expected," or something like that. Yep. And and that's, you know, I try to put myself in their shoes, like specific, specifically Forty's shoes. And man, I don't know what he told him. I don't think. That, see, that's why I can't be a coach, because I think I would have just been like, whatever. You know, a-holes. I'm going to the bar. I'll be there tomorrow. But what? Just, you know, you do you. Yeah. That's the kind of effort you want. I don't care. I'm not a motivator. Well, he got him ready to play. And it's a good thing he did, man, because that's, that's a huge win. Um, huge win for sure. Um, next up for Southern Miss, two midweeks, like we said. Yay. <laughs> At Tulane, April 25th. Tulane's horrible. They have a 12-28 and 28 record with a 197 RPI. Got to so, win. Yes, you got to win, and you're still going to hurt yourself. Yep. Ugh, freaking midweeks. Um, and then Louisiana Technical is coming to the Peter Wednesday, April 26th. I will be there. Uh, La Tech is no good either, but even though they just beat us, they are 20 and 21. iffy with the rain, but we'll see. Yeah, uh, 125 RPI for Tech. And then we have Arkansas State at the Pete for a three-game set. So that's a whole lot of baseball uh, this week in Hattiesburg for all of us. Because <laughs> along with all that, I'd have two five- and six-year-old games. Um, Arkansas State, if you're wondering, um, they're no good. 14-22, and 5-11 and 11 in the Sun Belt with a 246 RPI. Yikes. At the end of this week, we could, with, with the way RPI works, and you might know more about this than I do, but at the end of this week, we could go undefeated and drop 25 spots in RPI. Easy, yeah. I, just, I mean, this Why is, if, if for as much grief as we want to give people at the end of last year for doing that, I mean, is, is there, a, can you give them grief? Yeah, I mean, if Arkansas State was like the last team we played on this, or say we had a midweek, you know, I know they're kind of in conference, but say we had somebody like that midweek and we're on the bubble. I mean, do you kind of scratch your head and go? I guess you got to run the numbers at that point and say, look, if, if we win, <laughs> if we win by 25 runs, does it help us? No, I don't think so. You know, so anyway, so it's eight-game homestand for the Eagles uh, with one weekend set at Louisiana Monroe, um, then back to the Pete for the final Sun Belt Conference versus ULL, then the conference tournament. So been on the road a lot, been playing some good teams. And now we're about to be at the Pete a whole lot. Yep. Which is, if you got to pick a time to be back at the Pete for a while, I guess it's in that, that the last leg of the season. Um, so, yeah, 11 out of the 14 to end of the season are, are, are at home versus teams that are not as good as the teams that we've played so far. So that 
It's got to be in Southern Miss's favor. You would think. Got to take care of business. Got to get healthy. And hosting is just not out of the conversation at all. This has this season just been just. We were talking. Uh, I think me and Tiro. I think we're talking. I mean, you you might have been there. Like if if Southern Miss was a stock this year, it's not like a gradual eight percent mutual fund that just over time is right. going to do well. Right. It's like up here and down here. It's and, crypto. You know, yes. Yes. It's crypto. <laughs> That's what this season has been. <laughs> yeah. And and so here we are at the end. I mean, this it, it's taken every season has a beginning, middle, and end, just like a movie does. And this is this has been one of the just. It's like if you're sitting in the theater watching this one. You're like, this movie's great. This movie sucks. This movie's all right. This movie sucks again. You know what? I think it's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think that's the way people feel. Yeah. I mean. Um, but, but uh, yeah, that's exactly how it is. Uh, Sutter Miss Stats, you guys can follow him at USM underscore stats underscore info. He has the best things. I'm so glad that he's involved in sending us things so that, number one, we don't have to do the research. Because we couldn't do it anyway. Yeah. To, to, not to the effect that, that this guy does it. I can barely do shout-outs by, by this time <laughs> uh, on Monday. So, yeah, I could definitely couldn't do that. Well, we had big wins for softball and baseball. Uh, baseball stays in second place, which it stands now. or As it stands now, we would be the two-seed, meaning if the, SB, if the Sun Belt Tournament started today, our first game would be on Wednesday against an opponent playing their second game as the 7 through 10 seeds have the play-in game. So if you didn't follow that, it's very important to be the number one or the number two seed going into the Sunbelt Tournament for baseball because not only do you not have to play a game until these other guys play, uh, you're playing one of the worst teams in right. a 7 through 10 seed, and you're facing them after they've already played a game. So in theory, you're throwing your one, Versus their two, and you're better than them to begin with. That's what's on the line for being a one through two. Mm-hmm. Um, so we need to stay right where we are, or go ahead and just win the whole damn thing. Also from Southern Miss stats, stat guy as we call him, uh, baseball had no stolen bases attempts this past week. It's the first time this season we've gone four games without an attempt. Previous season high drought, if you will, uh, without an attempt was two games. The four home runs on Sunday tied the season high from, wait for it, Patrick? Mm-hmm. Game three last last weekend, which goes along with that three-game uh, hot streak on, on the season. Maybe Friday night we just tell them this is game three. Yes, that's the best thing to do. That's another weird thing it's I just thought about. Of, of all games Sunday. for us to turn around and win, not the Friday with your kick-ass guy, yep. not the Saturday when you, you, know, you hit all these bombs and everything, uh, and then of all games, Sunday, we didn't know who the starter was going to be. And that's the one we just destroyed. So, whatever. Doesn't make sense. Um, hmm. Where are we? Here we are. Okay, uh, another from Stat Guy. Even though we lost two of three, we tied our season high runs in a weekend series from last weekend. Oh, wow. With 29. So, two weekends in a row, 29 runs scored. Layoff crew, bruh. Um, yeah, that's just under 10 runs a game. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> With softball's win, so this is a softball set. With softball's win coupled with App State and ULM's losses on the weekend, that currently puts USM in tenth place in softball, which would be the final spot in the SBC tournament. Nice. 
Speaking of standings, mm-hmm. Patrick, where do we sit baseball-wise? Yeah, so uh, who we just faced this weekend, Coastal, sits atop at 13-5. and five. Uh, We are in second place at 11-7. and seven. Uh, Troy, Lafayette, Texas State, and Georgia Southern all sit at 10-8. and eight. App State at 9-8. Uh, James Madison eight and eight, South Al at nine and nine. You just did squeak above five hundred, <laughs> uh, and everybody else is below five hundred. And what about the baseball polls? Are we are we in? Yeah. So in I looked at that today, and um, not ranked in any uh, of Baseball America, the ESPN, D one Baseball, but the coaches poll goes down to like 40, 45, and we were number thirty eight. So. Uh, USA Today coaches had us at 38. And then uh, Warren Nolan, uh, I looked at that as well. And we are RPI as, as of right now, uh, sitting at 19 and strength of schedule at 8. And like we always like to do for reference, State's RPI is 37, strength of schedule 6, and Ole Miss at RPI of 63 with their strength of schedule at 20. Very good. Um, getting into softball, the ladies are 20 and 19. They played Coastal this weekend too, uh, but their overall record is 20 and 19, 4 and 13 in conference. And but you know that's kind of pointed in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, so started off it was the a year weird weekend out there. Yes, it was a very weird weekend, and we're going to get into a little bit of that. Uh, had a three games set with Coastal in Hattiesburg at the Blade. Lost game one, four to one. Scoreless through five. Uh, Coastal gets three in the sixth and one in the seventh. Uh, versus Southern Miss scoring just one in the seventh. The one run for the Lady Eagles was a Hannah Borden home run, so that was very cool. The dynamic duo of Linestock and Lee almost got it done, gave us a chance. Linestock goes six innings pitch, six hits, three runs, four Ks, and a walk. She falls to 10-2 and two on the season. Jana Lee did come in and throw a scoreless seventh. But lost that first one, trying to bounce back in the second one. How game two go? Yeah, so this one, you know, we Saturday we come came back in from the golf tournament, and uh, Lisa had went out to tennis for a little while, I think, to see their last home match because um, she works with the, the women's tennis team. And then she went over to softball, and uh, she – I got back home from the golf, and she was just fired up. She's like, you got to see this. She's like, I almost went to jail. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> yeah, And she was like, it was so much controversy, and, like, they had to get police escorts for the referees what? to get off the field. Or the umpires. And, yeah. uh, umpires, whatever. Uh, and, yeah, it was crazy. So it, we ended up losing this 5-3. to three, but and, and, you know, we pulled it back up on ESPN Plus and pretty much watched the entire – uh, game back through okay. uh, at least the controversial innings and Paige Kilgore was called multiple times uh, with several illegal pitches and I didn't even know this was a thing in softball but the shady thing about it was every time we had a an out it was an illegal pitch it was like a big play illegal pitch uh, it was very blatant I mean we Got it would have been the third out. Then they hit a double. They score two runs. So uh, the illegal pitch does that have something to do with what, like coming out of the circle? Well, yeah, you have that. You have the right. You have the rubber, I guess. Uh, and then you have they have the lines that go down to the mm-hmm. front of the circle. Yeah. And I, I guess when they come off that, the way they pitch in softball, 
you have to stay in in that little lane. Mm-hmm. Um, like one of the things is never called, right? It was and just I, called I, a whole bunch. honestly, every single one they called, I looked and I'm like, I didn't really see anything blatant. It wasn't like she was over. Yeah. Um, it was just extremely strange. Uh, Stat guy referred to it online as uh, things you don't see every day. Uh, also had a big rally killer in the bottom of the seventh when we had the tying run at the plate uh, with zero outs and the uh, only for the runner stealing to be called out for leaving early on a play where the batter grounded out. So it ended up being a double play, which they put on the broadcast. So in softball, you can't leave until the pitcher throws the ball. Right. And so we had a girl on first, uh, and I think it was Maddie Moody was at the plate. I don't remember who it was on first base. Now, if you watch it frame by frame, we did leave a little early before. Mm-hmm. So she should have been, by rule, the rule book says she should either uh, have the play play out as it was, uh, like basically be called a dead ball, and the batter go back. Right. And then that per- the, the runner uh, essentially be called out. Right. right. Or they can have it, you know, uh, basically have the result of the play, which it was a hit to third, and then she was thrown out at first, but then the runner just would have went back to first. Mm-hmm. It was an either-or. It wasn't like there, – there's not a rule anywhere that they showed that said um, both would be thrown out, right? or both would be called out, right? It was yeah, an either-or. Yeah, it's got to be either way. Yeah. And they called both out. That is, that's so just we go from – Two on, or potentially two on, with no outs to uh, two outs, and kind of killed our rallies. It was extremely strange. And yeah, I would, yeah uh, there has to be some sort of rule, and it's it's weird. But we actually ran into this in our in Jack's little league games this year, and and they didn't. And I get it, it's five and six year old baseball compared to Division One softball. But uh, we stay on the base until you know the ball is hit. Right. And they said that. Uh, so, so the other team was out there, and their guy left just way early. All right, and, and, and anyway, like, like so, we, we like like we would have gotten an out, and they were just like, no, 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 like no pitch, like yeah. I was like, ball. well, he's the out. And they're like, no, he just goes back to first. I said, well, hold on, what was to deter him from doing it? And they said, that's just how you do it. I was like, so you can leave early every play, unless you call it every play. So there's no penalty for it. Yes, I was like, where, where do we stand here? We it's can do this like, like all night long, bats, right? So, anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, it's just I thought it was just baffling to me where they we literally on our broadcast put a graphic up that shows the rule by number. It clearly states either or, and then the umpire calls them both out. I just thought it was just very strange. Yeah, very strange. I just very strange. Uh, hats off to Coach Poole for not getting uh, thrown out. I would have not came off the field, I would have pulled the Mississippi Braves guy and threw the bases <laughs> into center field if that was me. But, um, yeah, so that was a crazy second game. And uh, kind of like the Eagles, uh, I think we may have been pissed off enough to uh, kind of rally and win game three. So we won 3-2, got one in the second and two in the third. And that was enough for Linestock. She goes seven innings pitch, gives up seven hits, two earned. Uh, five walks, two Ks. So by that rationale, uh, the more walks, the better she right. is. Of course. Just yeah. like the baseball series. Doesn't make any freaking sense. No. And she moves to 11 and 12 on the season. Uh, doubles from Ferguson and Smith led to 
all the Lady Eagle runs, saw some clutch hitting there, and much like the guys, uh, a needed win on Sunday to avoid the sweep. And they just didn't quit. They got it done. So, that's yeah. off. Very, very similar on both sides versus the exact same team. Yep. Up next for the ladies versus South Al. South Al's good. Yeah. Damn it. I hate Shocker. to admit it. They're good. 32 and 13 on the season, 14 and 4. These games will be in Hattiesburg at the Blade. So, if you want to go by there and cheer the ladies on, and maybe you can make a difference. The games are Friday the 28th at 5 p.m., Saturday the 29th at 2 p.m., and Sunday the 30th at noon. Sunbelt standings in softball. Louisiana Lafayette at 16-2, Marshall 13-3, South Al 14-4, Troy 11-6-1, Texas State 9-7-1. Coastal and James Madison are both at 9-9. Nobody else is above 500. But, like we mentioned earlier, Southern Miss is sitting in that 10 spot. Uh, above Louisiana, Monroe, and App State. And the Sun Belt Tournament only takes the top 10. So as of right now, we're in. we got our hands full this weekend. Let's talk a little bit of golf. I know we talked about our golf earlier and yep. mentioned some of the Sun Belt people. But right now, the Southern Miss men's team is competing in the Sun Belt Championship. I didn't know this, but it's, it's on ESPN+. Plus. Yeah. I watched a little bit of the replay tonight because mm-hmm. some of those guys, like Bennett, yeah, you know, we saw Bennett out there. Um, I don't think I saw Walker on TV today. Anyway, I, I hadn't looked at who played or whatever, but uh, yeah, concept. What a what a a conference that cares uh, enough to put man Olympic sports on TV. I just want you to know that you're probably gonna hate me for this, but yeah. Bake and I talked about it a while back. And Eddie was sitting right there. I was like, "Look, if we ever get this on TV, Baker's like, I'll call it." I said, "I want to be your color." He said, "Okay, so you're out, dude. I got it. You, maybe you can be course guy. There we go. You can walk around. Yes. With the, you know, yes. like I will be the on-field guy. You can be like in that really low voice, like yes. Oh, he's got seven iron from uh, 170. Oh, that hours. would be a dream come true. <laughs> I do that on TV all the time when I watch golf, and Lisa thinks I'm crazy. Now, uh, you know, before they put the name up, I'm like, okay, it's Jordan Spieth. He's probably going to hit six iron here. Then they'll flash the graphic, and I'm like, yep, got it, nailed it. Yeah. So they are in that tournament today, tomorrow." Wednesday, I think it's a four-day Yeah, for the men. And I think I looked after uh, round one, we were at, uh, tied for third. So I think we were oh, only four shots off. Uh, I think we were sitting at one over as a team. And I think Troy maybe was uh, – I know Rock, Rockwell had texted me at one point. One guy for Troy let – me, let me make sure I get this right. But I know – I think Troy was at f- four under um, – Dude for Troy goes eagle, birdie, eagle, birdie today out there. Back to back to back to back? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Yeah. That's like Riles and Heron, man. <laughs> what a four-hole stretch. Riles and Heron in our tournament, listeners, they played. So they beat Pilo and CT on hey, we Friday. Made it, we made it 17 holes. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. Well, you know what they did Saturday? Yeah. They shot, I think, I, thought, I want to say Minchu said they shot 16 under. Yeah, I knew they were 12 under through 12. <laughs> they shot 16 <laughs> under, like, when it didn't even matter anymore. Right. They're just, you know, anyway, so those guys just were not going to be beat that day. Um, I think we may have made them out day one, just hanging around as long as we did for uh, me, who plays, you know, a couple times a year, or, you know, a couple, maybe 10 times a year, and 
my buddy who played with me, CT, has not played since September, and we hung around with him for 17 holes. So sure. maybe maybe we made him mad. I don't know. I think you did. <laughs> but yeah, you they came the out bear. with a. Uh, you poked the bear. They came out angry. Uh, day two. Speaking of golf, the ladies uh, had their tournament at LPGA International in Daytona, Florida. In the Sun Belt Championship, they were ninth of 13 teams after day one. They were 10th of 13 teams after day two. And they ended up in fifth of 13 teams after day three. So Solid. Maybe that's – is that just the Sutter Miss thing? <laughs> day three. I mean, like day three. Oh, day three t-shirt. for day three. Day three. <laughs> Love it. Uh, sophomore Momoka Ando claimed a tie for third during the final round. Lady Eagles posted the low round of the day as a team and improved their overall standing five spots from 10th to 5th. That was a huge effort. Ladies finished the season with a 297.3 season stroke average, which is the second best in program history. Wow. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Three-day total individually, Momoka 217, Taylor triple 224, Alma Betteret 233, and... Elena Melich, 236. Teams finished in this uh, tournament. Uh, Texas State finished number one. ULM number two. Arkansas State third. Georgia Southern fourth. Southern Miss finished fifth, just ahead of South Al in sixth place. And then there was everybody else. And... That brings us to well. Do you have a foodie talk? We hadn't even gotten to a foodie talk this week. Do you have a foodie talk? Do you want to? How about just off the cuff? Well, I have to say, after Friday's round, um, my buddy CT was like, "I don't have the wife and kids with me. Let's go get something good to eat. What do you suggest?" And um, I was well, like, "You can't start it off like you, you, you say you don't have the wife and kids with me. You can't be like, let's go get some dinner." Don't have the wife and kids. It's like, let's go to the casino. Well, yeah, I agree. But you he know? was like, well, I, I guess he just wanted to enjoy a good meal. So uh, that's true. We could have just went down the Burvage. Uh, but, no, I, I was like, uh, and I don't think I talked about this, Sully's. But I was like, you know, uh, if you want to go to went in there. I think Keith and a couple other people were there sitting there at the bar. So he and uh, – CT, myself, and Matt Rockwell went, and we had a great time. My dad and uh, their partner was uh, Craig, his partner Craig uh, was in there as well, eating before they went back to Mobile for the night. Uh, but yeah, we had a couple. Uh, they had some steaks and absolutely some of the best service I've had in Hattiesburg. Um, I had the uh, they call these. Uh, it's crazy. It's hard, even hard to explain. But this little appetizer called Sully's Sacks. Mm-hmm. It's basically like chicken breaded, but on the inside, it's a cheese jalapeno. So it's kind of spicy, and it's almost it looks like like a, like a boudin ball kind of. So it's like breaded chicken. It's got cheese and jalapeno on the inside, and it's dipping mm. in ranch. It's stellar. Uh, but then I had the Philly cheesesteak, and it was awesome. Uh, they both got a couple steaks, and um, so yeah. I mean, quick foodie talk, but. Um, you, st- you can cut your steak with a fork there. Yeah, it was. I mean, Rockwell said uh, he said the ribeye that he got. I think it was a prime sixteen ounce. He ate every bit of it. He was like probably the second best steak he's had in his life. 
So wow. he said it was, uh, and he had a bite of it. Uh, it was it was stellar. So looking for a good place to date night. Uh, they just they do great job there. So for a tweet of the week, uh, this is uh, something we started doing uh, two or three weeks ago. This is a tweet that we thought worthy of being mentioned. Um, it, it doesn't have to be directed at us don't have to tag to the top talk or anything like that but if we see it and we think it's awesome we're gonna treat it as our tweet of the week and we decided to go this week with a tweet from director of athletics jeremy mclean he said uh, and this was after the baseball win on sunday he tweeted this great bounce back win for the good guys in gold today the golden eagles showed a lot of fight in this one tip of the cap to justin storm Answered the call when we needed him the most to finish it out. Hashtag SMTTT. Yep. And he's spot on. This is, you know, and Justin Storm is one of those, you know, he's voted voted captain by the team. Yep. And I, I, I don't know, I, I, I don't want to speak for the entirety of Golden Eagle Nation, but I, I, I wasn't positive that I saw him as being a closer. And the last two times out, man, has he not just looked, that's exactly what he freaking is. Yep. I think he threw, like, exclusively fastballs. And granted, we had so we had a little bit of a lead, and Austriner probably just said like fill it up. Yep. But just fastball, 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 and you know close the door, man. He's just you talked about. He looks like a monster out there, and just he just carries himself a different way. And sure glad we got him on our team. As far as the mailbag this week, uh, Steve Farmer uh, sent in an email letting us know where Sarge sits all time for Southern Miss in the home run category. And we appreciate him sending that in. Um, so, so right now, Sarge is at number 43. Um, uh, Sarge hit number 43 to pass Tommy Davis on the all-time home run list. So right now, Sarge is tied for sixth with, with 43 homers. Fifth place is Fred Cooley with 45. Fourth place, Brad Wilcutt, 46. Cutter. Yes, Cutter. What a, what a player. Catcher. Great dude. Um, and Jeff Cook in third place all-time at 50. So he's right on the verge, right there. You yeah. Know? And this is the time of the year, dude. We got these these warming up. I'm just not. I, God, I don't even want to say it because I don't want to jinx it. I'm so superstitious when it comes to baseball. Look, tonight when we were headed to our game, our six year old little league game, we didn't have the. Re- so we figured out uh, Jack wanted to bring this little stuffed animal the game before with a little USM baseball hat on it. When you get you know you can buy the ice cream in the hat. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like eleven dollars more, but you just got to do it because it's <laughs> yeah. a freaking USM hat. So dipping dots. Yes. Um, so we put that on top of one of these little bears, and we didn't have it. And I was like, well, "This is a big game night. We got to have it." Anyway, so we found another one, and he was cool with it. So I was cool with it. We ended up losing the game, so not saying that was the difference, but you know. Anyway, I, I, I don't want this to to jinx charge with some baseball superstitious crap. But, man, the end of this season, with him heating up just a little bit right at the right time, having yep. some weaker teams and a bunch of games at home, the wind blows out of the peat a lot. Uh, Sarge can can turn what's probably been somewhat of a disappointing season to him and, and just about and everybody I, else. And I think Sarge likes hitting bombs after Slade hits bombs. Yeah. Right? So, so really, it's Slade's fault. Yeah. I mean, hit 20, dude. Yeah. He hit I mean, 20, you know, Sarge's got like 15. I mean, Sarge would just keep hitting solo shots, but just get off your ass, Slade. <laughs> Damn. Um, Pila, hey, uh, before we get to other Southern Miss related news, uh, update us on what's. I haven't checked in a while. I'm still waiting on my Rocks Hicks and the liver shirt to come in. I it's, saw where it shipped. It is shipped. 
I can't wait for it. It's going to be ready. I hope it's ready for Wednesday night. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to wear it. Yep. Um, but get us caught up on the merchandise site. Yeah, so uh, we do have some new baseball shirts uh, out there. Uh, we, we were running a sale that ended uh, on Friday, but we may kick that back up again if we uh, get some interest in that. Uh, but, yeah, we have some new baseball shirts out there, Rocks, Kicks, Delivers. We have uh, For the Love of Sod. Um, and then I'm in the process of uploading a couple new ones that are kind of generic, kind of just talk about Hattiesburg. They really just say Hattiesburg or Hub City or something like that. What about so, that? Uh, what about the the, the food related one? Did you put that one out there? I don't want to say it, and then it's not on there yet. It was a Mexican food dealing with an opposite field home run. Oh, yeah. No, I haven't done that. Okay. Uh, so let's talk about it. We have one, uh, <laughs> I think I actually saw it on Instagram, uh, and it was the Braves, uh, somebody hit a home run and another player commented and it made me, I was like, he just said Apo taco. And I was like, that's kind of cool. And that's probably a baseball term for the hardcore baseball people. I, I kind of watch baseball in October, at least pro baseball. Cause it's good then. And I don't really care about the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I made a little, uh, yeah. So I made a little shirt that's uh, got a taco on it. It's kind of a taco baseball, and it says Apo Taco. And yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, and we have one too uh, that I'm going to put out this week uh, that we talked about with Rally Socks. The so, Rally Socks. The rally I wonder socks, if they're still there. Rally Socks. It's coming. They better be there. Uh, and so I got the approval from Trey Sutton on that. So we're going to roll, roll with it. So we'll have two dropping this week, and we'll have to kick the kick the sale back up for launching those. So uh, stay it. tuned to our site. And again, if you're, if you're interested in that and you're hearing all this, uh, you want to check it out. It's bonfire.com slash store slash to the top talk. And other Southern Miss and related news before we end this show, Southern Miss junior outfielder Slade Wilkes was named hitter of the week for his play last week. <laughs> we do these shows on Monday. They usually announce these things on Tuesday. So we're going to be like eight days late. Yep. That's just how it is, but uh, didn't want to go without mentioning that. Uh, Slade hit three bombs, two three-run shots, and a slam. Uh, knocked in 11 on, on, on the weekend, uh, and we went over that in last week's show, but, you know, anyway, here we are. Track and field news. Smilia, Smila Colby broke the 800-meter school record at the Crimson Tide Invitational. Her time of two minutes, 6.78 seconds, beat the... School record of two minutes, seven point oh two seconds held by Sandra Sispot. Sispot, S Z P O T T. Sispot. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you're doing that. Spot. It seems like every time Spot. they run, they break school records. I mean, it is just like every single event there is at least one or two school records broken, which is just speaks volume to Coach Stewart and the athletes that he continues to bring in to our yeah. program. And that little facility over there that needs like upgrade after upgrade. Yeah. Just keeps churning out winners. Um, both relay teams earned a first place showing Sarah Parnell first place in the 3000 meter steeplechase. Uh, next up for track and Wet field. Sheet. Yeah. Next up for track and field is a trip to Starkville for the maroon and white invitational. Then on to Conway, South Carolina for the Sunbelt conference outdoor championships. Number nine seeded Southern Miss tennis 
team wins its first SBC tourney match with five straight singles wins, uh, five to two. And also, uh, Sutter Miss basketball season tickets are on sale already, wow. which makes perfect sense. <laughs> you know, I got that email, and I'm like, what? Did I read? Is it what? They move basketball like the summer? Yeah. I don't, We're actually in the car today, and Palmer was uh, Palmer asked me, my four-year-old, he's like, are we going to the basketball game? And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, basketball? I mean, you, he's like, you mean baseball? He's like, no, basketball. I'm like, son, we don't have, we don't have basketball for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I, I guess it's never too early to start selling tickets, but. I mean, I didn't even buy my football tickets yet. Yeah, I mean, which, which is early for that for me. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's really weird. Again, I still think we should talk to somebody in tickets to do the. Was it your idea about the annual? Just bundle it all together bundle and charge it. me twelve months. Show me what I owe monthly, and then give me a monthly. Just yeah. take it out. Yeah, take I think it that's straight brilliant. out. Right, like you know, we're gonna get them. Let's just bundle it all together. Right. Uh, and last but not least, uh, Dustin Dickerson has been selected to the Brooks Wallace Award watch list. I did not know what this was, but I looked it up. This award honors the nation's top shortstop. Nice. So it's nice to be on that list. And there's got to be, I don't know exactly how many people they've picked at this point. Um, it's kind of weird to be on a watch list, isn't it? Like three weeks to go in the season. <laughs> but, uh, but he's on it. And so that's good. That's awesome. Uh, tell you what. Um, Let's 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 read the sponsor thing and, and do some shout outs and get out of here, dude. Yeah. Um, so don't forget this show is brought to you by our good friends at friends at Fourth Street Bar and Grill. Always the place to be pre and post game for every USM sporting event. Have all the games on if you can't make it to the game, nine dollar ninety five cent plate lunches Monday through Friday, home home style plate lunches. Tag us on social when you go by there and get yourself a shout out and all of those specials like we talked about earlier with the spelling bee and the service industry night and just hadn't by there game before baseball before the baseball and after the baseball and yep. uh, if I see you there I challenge you to a game of golden tea it's on yeah that game hates me it's it's not real golf that's your problem <laughs> what's your problem with the game you're like you can't do that I was like look it's or golden it's, tea or it's not a controller I feel like I grew up in the age of like having a controller <laughs> it's the little yeah. scrolly ball thing scrolly ball thing that's your and problem I, I just I don't know I, I can't do it Shout outs, what you got? Yeah, so uh, kicking off with uh, Dr. Royals. Uh, not only did he help me out with the uh, with my shoulder over the weekend, he also uh, x-rayed my son's hand today. Wow. He kind of had a little, we're out hitting golf balls in the yard, and then he, he, I always got to make a deal with him that we'll hit a little bucket of balls, and then uh, he likes to ride his, he has a little tractor. And uh, the tractor plays music. And so he thinks he likes to dance. And so he kind of stood up uh, doing some dancing. And uh, <clears throat> this time he stood up on the seat and then he ended up falling and hitting the back of his hand and uh, alarming the whole neighborhood. So uh, kind of got him calmed down and put some ice on it and then went to bed. And then he went to school today and then came back and his hand was still kind of puffy. So I shot uh, I shot uh, T-Row a message. and He's like, yeah, man, come over. I'm going to call and uh, we'll x-ray it. So. We're good. X-ray came back negative. It, it all looks just kind of like a deep bruise. But uh, and he's uh, he's definitely helped my, my crew out this week. So uh, huge shout out to him. Uh, shout out CT White, my uh, good buddy. He was my best man, and I was his best man in weddings. And we played high school golf together, and is one of my closest friends. So he he came down from Jackson and and stayed. Uh, and played the tournament two days with me, so it was good just to catch up with him and mm-hmm. good dude and play. Yeah, he he's a great. I mean, he played uh, his first round since September, and 
man, he was just piping it all. All is just, I was like, if you could play more golf, you would, you would be really good. Uh, he just, you know, has got two kids and kind of falls into that. Uh, not getting to play enough, but uh, also uh, third shot, or I guess third of four. Uh, Rock, uh, Matt Rockwell, our, and our good friend, and the and the entire Dickens crew. Uh, I guess Friday, maybe Thursday before the tournament, we went over there and kind of worked on those goodie bags and mm-hmm. hung out, uh, hung out with them, and they ended up going over there Friday night um, and Saturday night, and uh, we ended up playing some poker and having a good time. So we we really had some laughs and. Uh, a good time. I ended up staying up there pretty late both nights, and uh, I did not win uh, in poker, but it was a good time. Uh, and uh, what an it was an awesome place uh, that we stayed. Uh, and let's see, my final shout out here is oh, shout out to my dad, uh, Kibo Lowry. I know he likes to listen, and his neighbor that he brought, uh, Craig Rains. So. Uh, they played really well uh, and ended up winning both both uh, of their matches on Friday and Saturday, and um, and then uh, my dad's friend and neighbor uh, Craig uh, also won the bid for the golf trip uh, to go up to Annandale. That's right. So that's right. They've already got that planned out sometime in the fall, and they're gonna go up there and stay and, and play. So they were fired up about that. So that, good that's times. Uh, I like to give. Uh, a couple shout outs. Yeah, Chad, man. Dude pulled it off again. Mm-hmm. Um, unbelievable effort for the golf event. Uh, thank you so much, Chad, for for all that you do. Uh, Jim Cole, the swag man. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the goodie bags, and, I, and that jarred my memory. Uh, so, uh, Jim. And the one for probably thing people don't remember about the, or that you forget about with the goodie bag is the clear bag. Lisa was. I walked in oh, with it. And she yeah. was like, "Oh, another good clear bag for football right. season." Because very gotta, good point. You got to have that bag. So, uh, guys, don't throw away that. Don't throw away that bag. Give it to your wife to take stuff into the football game. Right, um, Richard at Timberton. Huge help logistically yeah. on, on the golf Great course. Uh, he went and set up all the close to the pins and the long drives and picked them up and printed the things and put the names on the carts and uh, and, and he even threw in free range balls for both days. Which yeah, I wasn't expecting that at all. I like to say that I brokered the deal, you know, but I didn't at all. I just showed up and I was just as surprised as everybody else. Yeah. And last but not least, uh, Reese Ewing got engaged. Awesome. Very cool, man. That's a, that's a very special moment. And and maybe we can get him on. He can talk about it. Let's don't talk about baseball. Let's, let's just talk about you guys. Yeah. You know, how did it go down? When did you buy the ring? Did you get on a knee? You know, Our whole, demographic will really enjoy that. The whole thing. Right. Yeah, it's true. Uh, what, did you got anything else? That's it. Let's shut it's it down. It's been fun. It has been fun. It's been great. Poolside. I hope the I hope the bubbles come through. Yeah, the broadcast. I think they will. I'm not positive. Um, but you guys, thank you so much for listening in today. Whatever day you might have listened and whichever platform you chose to listen in on. Remember, you can follow me, Ed Bumper J. Bailey, and Patrick at P. Lowry. Follow us on all social, Ed to the Top Talk. And don't forget about the mailbag, to the top talk at gmail.com. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Tell somebody to the top today. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk. I could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame. You have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi. 
put you off shame I was born here in Hattiesburg Never ventured far away When it comes to playing football Here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay I could play for North Carolina Ohio State RLSU You play a good game of football But Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you season is over and done the fans here in Hattiesburg will be proud of what we've done I could play for the Georgia Bulldogs Florida State or Tennessee but I chose Southern Mississippi and right here at home is where I'll always be I could play for Alabama USC our Notre Dame You have lots Of things to offer But Southern Mississippi Puts you all to shame I could play For North Carolina Ohio State Or LSU You play a good Game of football But Southern Mississippi Is a whole lot better than you season is over and done all your teams with famous names will see we're number one ask mississippi state ask mississippi state call katie case bailey with dunbar real estate for all of your real estate needs katie case bailey realtor extraordinaire something to show something to list something to sell call today at 601-408-9980 